Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwathReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. Before, I, I understand, I now understand, having witnessed the events of what happened yesterday, how former head coach Nick Bobeck felt after UCO's 82-14 win over Northeastern State back in 2019. I, know I referenced this before. Probably did it last week. I'll probably do it again at some point in this episode during the during, during the preview since it is the Battle for President's Cup week. Um, but I remember uh, J- James D. Jackson to die. Uh, J- uh, shout out to my man James now with 24-7 sports, by the way. Doing fantastic content over there. Um, James Jackson and I went to do post game thinking it was about to be fantastic. He was about to be as happy as we were when we shut out Lincoln that year, uh, 62 to nothing. And he had talked to us about like 20 minutes, I feel like. We were kind of expecting the same thing. And instead, we got a vibe that was slightly better than a loss like it 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 wasn't he it wasn't what we were expecting um and he claimed he was happy with the with the performance but like the body language and the tone was normally we we knew that was actually happy was not the case and James and I for the life of us couldn't understand I come on here now today and completely understand how he was feeling because I get the fact UCL won the game 59-17. I get the fact we put up a bunch of points, we put up a bunch of yards. Uh, I, I, get, I get the fact a lot of p- uh, players made either their UCO debut in general uh, or got more reps at their position and not just uh, special special teams, right? I understand there was a lot a lot of good out there. Okay, I I truly I truly 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 get that. But what we can't overlook though, okay, is how we, there, there's still some glaring holes, right? Because if you go back to last week, I said for me to be satisfied. We need minimum 50-point win. We got a 42-point win. I get it was 49 before they scored a touchdown with a minute 12. That's fine. I, we had several true freshmen, several third-teamers, second-third-teamers in there. Fine. I, I, that is fine. It is what it is, okay? What irked me the most about the game, there was – there was a few glaring issues that at this point we just gotta say the answers is not there currently. Okay. Because we previewed Lincoln last week, right? We we said they have 50 points entering the game, a, a tr- a trending on historically bad numbers, right? Haven't won a game since 2019. Okay. All right. We, we said this, right? We said, we said exactly here. That this this the next two games, Lincoln and Northeastern State, are two games we've got to use to get the run D fixed, get the pass rush fixed right, okay? Because it was not looking good. We got to be honest here for the majority of the season, okay? So that's what I was hoping to see among people, among us beating them early, getting out early. 
uh, coming out the game healthy, right? I think for the most part, we did that. Um, right. But that was like the two focal points. Wasn't as worried offensively. Um, and, and again, I it, it, there was one knock offensively that we will get to here. But defensively here, I give the coaching staff credit. Okay, They came out in a four-man front. We finally conceded that the three-man front just not working this year. We just don't have the horses up there. It's no disrespect to anybody on the defensive line. It just is what it is. The three-man front was not getting it done. We was getting uh, ran on badly. Okay, So I appreciate them going to a four-three. I noticed that Coach Lechtenberg was on the sideline. Instead of the the uh, booth, because uh, that is the first game running it, so uh, obviously there's some kinks. Okay, fine, fine. I will uh, fine. I will concede that. However, what I can't concede to you, full disclosure, I'm, I'm all about transparency here. Not gonna lie, not gonna hold you. Okay, the first drive of the game for the Lake and Blue Tigers, I. The feeling I had was disappointment, disgust, anger, disbelief, uh, a little bit of guilt for dragging my man Landon up there. Shout out to my man Landon for coming. We should have some pictures here. Uh, sure, I know he said he's going to be working on that today, so we'll see what he can he can cook up right. Um all that, all that and more. I, that probably the most disappointing. Yeah, I mean this this might take the the this this might top last year Pitt State in terms of how I felt in, in that in that in that moment because at least Pitt State went on to win the conference was eleven to zero. Okay, we let again. We talking Lincoln, eight points a game. Season high, they had 13 and a, what was it? A, what was it? A 58 to 13 loss to, to Missouri Western. Okay. All right. Coming off again where they only scored, what was it? What was it 13 against Northeastern State? Okay. We let them go 16 plays, 78 yards in nine minutes on the opening drive. Why is that a thing? What you show again? I give Lincoln much credit. I give them all the credit in the in the world. The way they came out, they executed at a high level. I will give them that they played hard for four quarters. That if you look, if you were there, you saw that sideline. They was down numbers wise. That their backup quarterback was the leading receiver in the game yesterday. The third string quarterback played some played some linebacker. I just, I'm wishing Lincoln the best of luck, okay? Because they they truly, truly, truly needed. They had about maybe 25 fans there. That shout out to those those fans that made that drive. Those are true fans right there. Wishing them the best of luck, okay? I I truly am the HBCU I'm pulling for. But the, I don't care if this is the worst UCO team in 50 years. There is no reason UCO should have allowed a 16-play, 78-yard, nine-minute drive in which Lincoln ran the ball with ease, converted a fourth down, and they had, had, had all day 
for the most part, guys running wide open. Sure, we 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 tighten down in the, in the red zone, and I really appreciate that. But we talking, we talking Lincoln. I, I mean, I I was floored. I was floored about what I was seeing in the worst way possible. Okay, that just should not be a thing. If we had a four man front, again, gonna say it's the smooth. It's the first game of a four man front. I get that. But rushing the pass is rushing the passer here. Okay. Getting off a block is getting off a block. Like that, I that that's something scheme, it, regardless of scheme here, should be done, right? And that was not done on the opening drive. Okay. I did just it, it it just it just was not good. Sure. I give the defense credit after that. They tightened up. I think we got two sacks in the game. Uh, the 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 run D in the middle with Zayden uh, Hunter tightening up immensely there, but again we did a poor job for the whole game of shutting the edge. Okay, uh, we they still was running to that to, to the outside far too much. Um, there was a few outside runs. If it was not for uh, Connor Johnson being held, um, right, it could have been it could have been worse rushing yards wise. And they had 92 in the game. They averaged 94 and a half, I think it was. So we did hold them under 100 yards, but it just, it just was not, is not what you wanted to see. Okay, then coming out the locker room, right? We was up at the half, what was it, 31 to 3, right? Okay, we're thinking we get we get one drive with the, of the, the offense, one drive with the defense, and we're putting in the young guys, right? And I give the offense credit. Came out, they did their part, they got the touchdown. It was 38 to 3, right? They are as all, all the defense has got to do, come out here, get a quick stop. The, 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 the starters is done for the day. And what happens? They allow a five-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. It, 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 we just we can't, we cannot, we can. The only touchdown Lincoln should have scored in this football game was the one that they scored with a minute 12 left, similar to how North, Northeastern State did, did last year when we had literally the freshmen and second and third teamers in there. The, 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 then, and Lincoln had the starters in there. Fine. I will concede the touchdown. It should, in full, it should only have been. Even if we if we count the opening drive of the game, should only have been a a a fifty. It should have been a fifty nine to ten win. Yeah, that I'm more than satisfied with that. Even given the awful opening drive, but we can't start the first half and the second half defensively. Long touchdown drive. That's just not winning football. We gotta call it what it is. That's not winning football. We've got to do better than that. It was very disappointing to see that. As a matter of fact, Lincoln probably should have had 30 some odd points because they missed several deep touchdowns. Again, we we're in game seven. Why is there still massive bust in the zone? Okay, like we just we can't have that. All right. We just we can't have that game seven. Okay. Notice we was playing five yards off of the Lincoln receivers. We, are we saying Lincoln's receivers is better than our corners? Because if that's the case, we got some serious problems. Then I don't believe that. Okay? I, given what, what we've seen uh, against uh, Missouri Southern 
and Northwest. I know our corners can more than hold their own. Uh, we we saw we saw it last week, um, right? We saw it against Missouri Southern. I thought Montez had a really good two game stretch. Uh, J.K. was solid the past couple of weeks. We know what Cam Manahan's been doing, right? Look, I was I've been very pleased with the secondary the past two weeks. All right, I don't know if if, if we need to get out of zone or whatever it is. But I'm telling you right now, the the wind, normally the wind usually hurts us. Okay, the wind helped us. I'm telling you right there, they had at least two or three deep touchdowns. It's just not good. It's just it's just it's just not good. Okay, we can't again, yes, we can get by with it against Lincoln and NSU, but I'm telling you, we pull that crap against Fort Hayes, we're gonna get ran on. Okay, so we we got to get that fixed, bro. Again again again. I just don't know if it's a scheme thing. We just not have the horses. I don't know at this point. I just know we've got to get that fixed. Okay. I uh, I give I give credit to the second team defensive line. Calvin Hutchings, uh, Marcus Soul, uh, probably the best pass rush we've seen from the defensive ends. If I'm being honest with you here. Central Missouri, possibly. Like I, I was very pleased with the pass rush. Sure, maybe they didn't. They didn't get the get the set. But I'm telling you, they forced about probably four, five, six misses right there. They hit the quarterback. I was very pleased with 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 those people there. I saw we had Zachary Stillwell playing some to do with tackle. He was getting back there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying right now. If we defensive line coach Rashad Sanders. We got to look at mismatching here or something because if we're being honest here, we're being honest outside of Hunter and Zane uh, on that start on that starting line. I, I they they were the two that 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 stuck out to me. I I give Hunter and Zane credit there. Like I said, after that opening drive, they tightened up there. Most of the Lincoln runs it went went to the outside. Okay, so I have to give those two credit. And I felt like, again, outside of the Northwest game, though, the middle of the run defense hasn't been bad. Like, yeah, you they gave up some runs. I feel like anybody gives up, gives up, gives up, gives some runs. But still, like I said, but like I pointed out last week, any negative play on the D-line and run was usually either Hunter, Hunter or Zane. So I give those two credit. I think having them both on the field at the same time should also help out there too. Okay. But we've got to defend the edge better. We can't depend on Connor Johnson. Can't depend on Marlowe. We can't depend on Zion. Can't depend on Jack. Being able to get there every single time and make the tackle, because let's be honest here. If we're not setting if we're not setting the edge up front, that obviously means either Someone is getting to the second level, okay, and it's going to make it tough for the linebackers to make the tackles. Now, I thought the linebackers did good um, in terms of tackling. Connor Johnson, I think he had a TFL. He had a massive hit on the quarterback. I said he drew two or three holding calls. Um, very good. I've been I've been very pleased with Connor and run support this season. It's him and pass coverage has been a liability. Again, there was two or three times he was beating coverage today. Again, I don't know if that was due to the zone responsibility 
or him just just getting beat. But again, we got to get that fixed. Uh, Marlowe had a TFL. Uh, I think Jack Puckett had a TFL. Zon had a massive stop on third down, the opening drive. That didn't matter because they got the, their first down on the on the fourth down. Uh, I was pleased with the linebacker play. I, I truly was. Um, right, we're looking. We're looking offensively. Again, we probably had like five sixty something like that of yards. I think Dawson had three fifty eight and five career day. Yeah, if you look looking for gripes offensively, biggest one is you telling me we play again. Playing Lincoln, one of the worst teams in the country. Why does Trayvon Wolford, probably the most talented back we've had since TJ Roberts, right? He's had several hundred yard games this season. You tell me why the man only has 60 yards on 13 carries. Okay, he should have had a career day. He should have everything. If we can't run on Lincoln, We've got some problems. I said that last week. I stand by it because I'm telling you right now, a lot of the yards was him by himself. Okay. When we get to the highlights, there is one in particular. When we got into the uh, the, the goal line there, he literally gained yards by himself. Okay. And I understand as unfortunate as it is, Cameron Bradford tore his ACL last, last week. I was able to catch up with Cameron post game. He seems to be in about as good a spirit as you can, uh, given that a factor I've been praying for. Uh, you know, he told me he should be back by April, I think he said. So I'm, I'm wishing him in there the the, 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 uh, the speedy recovery there, all, all, all the best. I'll keep praying, praying for the man. I get that's a big loss. I, I, tru- I truly do. We know Cameron, fantastic run blocker ride. I think we've all, we've all, we've all seen that, right? That. Well, the fact, the first thing also, the, the, the fact that that happened, the fact that we were, we got inside the five and turned the ball over on downs because of what, because we couldn't get, what was it, three yards? We couldn't get three yards. Trayvon got two on the aforementioned run that he did all by himself. We got to a fourth down, tried a fullback dive and got nothing. Okay. Again, I'm not a fan of the fullback dive this year. And no disrespect to Andrew Carney, it just doesn't work. Like it's just, it, just, it hasn't really worked for us this year. Didn't really work a whole lot last year, right? I don't know. Again, what happened to the Eagle scrum that we did against Kearney that worked extremely well? I do. We could just go back to that or something. Like the the, the fullback dive is just not fooling people, and I think that's that's the main problem. On top of the fact that our line got zero push on that on that play, and again, it's disheartening. It's Lincoln. We should we that should have been a touchdown drive. UCO should have had sixty six points in this football game. Yeah, we should we should have had a hundred percent in the red zone. Okay, I can see that the one field goal we had a holding call down McDonough. That's fine, right? We got we got behind the chase, but we still added points. I can live with that, right? It wasn't like we just got down there and 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 stalled because we didn't execute on three plays. It was a penalty. Yeah, you you hate that there was a penalty there. I think I think we I think on that penalty, I think we had to play down to like the one or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, while that's unfortunate though, 
that can better explain the field goal. All right. Uh, and we got to give uh, Nicky Crittle a credit on that field goal. That was a 40-yard field goal into the win, and he drilled that thing. So shout out there to uh, Nicky. Remember, he did the same thing last year up there in Curry. I think he was from 45 yards to 40 half. So, uh, yeah, just shout out there to, to Nicky. Uh, the really, really solid uh, two-game stretch there when, when being called on to, uh, to, to kick. So, um, I'm, I'm glad for the man. We know he kind of had a rocky, rocky start. So, but again, that shouldn't be the case. We, we, that, that should not be the case. Trayvon should easily, easily have had over 100 yards. No reason why we, we couldn't get a single yard against Lincoln, right? Like that, that's, that honestly ruined everything for me that was positive. Now I'm going to go over the positives because they were very good, good positive. But like, like I said in the in the press box, I was not. I, yes, it was a fifty nine to seventeen win, but like, it, I don't walk away. I don't walk away feeling better than when I entered the game. And to me, that saddens me. That saddens me because this, this, again, this was a golden opportunity to fix the glaring holes, and it's still not fixed. That and and that it, it, we got. Again, I don't know what has to be done. That yeah, I, I, I really don't. Yes, you can say it's Lincoln. Were the guys trying? I hope they would. They would have came out mad, seeing you know how Northwest went right. Um, but the opening drive defensively, you could have you could have fooled me. Now I'm glad the offense came to play. Uh, I thought Dawson looked really sharp. He threw five touchdowns to five different players. Uh, Oscar Hammond again, one of the best tight ends in the in the in the in the, in the country, proving why. Right, Madison Ridgeway got his first touchdown of the season. Shout out to Dennis Madison. I know it's been tough. He, it's almost like him and Terrell have switched. Right, remember last year, Terrell was like so close to scoring a few times, and I feel like it's been the same way for uh, Madison so far this season. So I was very glad that he was able to find the end zone. Uh, then he did have a, a, a nice uh, deep, uh, yeah, a nice deep deep ball catch on the sideline. Um, Jacob Jacob Delso had a, had a solid game. Man sure had touchdown. I uh, caught up with the man a- after the after the after the game. I just man told me he gonna get faster. It was just <laughs> really threw it. I can't remember if it was like a drag or whatever it was. I mean, like the Red Sea had parted. I'm thinking, okay, this is a house call. I can go and say, hey, I see you getting faster. And the man gets caught. Now he now he he informed me, okay, that the reason the reason why, right, you know, it was a what was he said it was like a 59175 DB that came down there. Right, he was tired from the from the from the blocking. I it is it is what it is. All right, I'm just I'm just saying. I said if it was he, it could have proved right there that the speed improved right there, and I, I just it, 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 it was the case. Regardless, regardless though, a solid solid game there. Uh, Terrell Davis found the end zone again. Uh, right, it, just, it was it's very good. The best game of the season for Jenna Trail. Uh, he had a touchdown run in the game. He also had a had a touchdown catch there. I'm glad to see Jalen. I know he was banged up, got hurt with that shoulder injury early in the Kearney game. So I'm glad now we're seeing what he can do. 
Uh, gotta shout out my man Peyton Scott first touchdown run of the season. Uh, you know, it's always good to see my man Peyton find the end zone. You know, is my man Mass Calm guy, Steelers fan, you know. I'm glad glad to see that. And then uh, the true freshman running back out of Kuwita, Will Will Mason got his first true catch. I think he had one or two against Central Missouri. But like as far as an extended look, I'm gonna tell you right now. So I'm gonna tell you right now. If you recall, we talked to running backs coach, uh, Coach Skellinar. Right, he mentioned Will as a guy he was extremely high on. Uh, you remember that's the one that the only tape I saw was the junior tape, and for what I had gathered from the tape, I knew he was uh, in in the in the in the Trayvon Wolford mode. Right, we're talking he's six foot two fifteen already, which is which is a very good sign because. I can't imagine now we get if we get him a year in the weight room, it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, right. And then you you watched the tape and it was it was just a bunch of uh, he was running over people, great downhill runner, right? I felt like he was nifty for a 215 back. Right. I was excited that we got to see see some some touches. And he he finished with 59 yards. He he almost had more than Trayvon, which is sad because he's playing behind the backup line. Um, it's still against Lincoln Stars. Yeah, you can say Lincoln was probably tired, but still, like I felt the line, backup line had a bit of push, which again is not promising. We got to look at that again. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I, he looked really good. Uh, got his first career touchdown. Also had a big hit on the opening kickoff. Telling you right now, telling you right now, Will Mason, I, I'm is trending to being a different cat. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I hope to see him more uh, next week. I hope to see him more against Washburn. I'm telling you right now, though, from what I saw, uh, I'm, we we know Trayvon's Juco. Yeah, he, he only has what 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 more year. I'm telling you right now, Will Mason's looking like a spinning image, and and that should be that should be a fantastic sign for UCL fans right there because if we can get a run of like what five years of of that type of running? I mean, hey, that I mean, because I'm telling you right now though, like that, I'm very pleased by him. I was very pleased when we saw the Mason Willingham in the first three games, given the fact that he was a quarterback uh, at uh, Owasso. Okay, so I, I hey, you got to give a shout out to the coach, Coach Kellenar, because that that unit has been has been good. It doesn't matter if it's been uh, Trevon, Peyton, Jalen, Carney, uh, and and now Will, right? Like wh- whoever is back there, if there's some holes, uh, is doing their job. So I, I have to give Coach Colonel there a, a, a shout out. Also saw the debut of the two freshman quarterbacks. Uh, the first one was Carson Trimble out out of out of Grove, led two scoring drives. Uh, we got post game from Carson, Hayden, Oscar, Jack Pluckett, and Cam Manahan. Again, that will be at the end of the episode. Um, we also have that up on the YouTube channel if you want to watch the video of that. Uh, also tonight at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. The link to the channel is below in the description. Um, 
Well, I thought he looked he looked good. He had a he had a big third down run. I, I, I completed a few a few passes. Uh, then at the end, they put in Connor Kirby, the freshman from Bigsby, was not as crisp. Uh, and then we had a we had a bobble snap, and he went uh, over 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 two passing. But you know, again, it's like how many how many how many reps are these guys getting per se? Like in, in terms of that, so. Uh, I hope to see them both again next week, if possible. Like we should be in a similar similar situation uh, where we should be able to get those those guys some more reps. And I'm glad that they we got the three game thing now because they should be able to play. Well, maybe because I, Steph, I know Steph's going to be out again next week. I I able to see Steph, man's in good spirits there. Uh, he should be back for the Ford Hayes game, is my my understanding. Um, so in that case, then assuming he doesn't get hurt in that game, then um, he should start obviously senior dead, and that means Dawson will be the better. So maybe we see Carson in that in that game. I I do I don't know, but regardless though, I hope to see them both uh, this, this coming week there against uh, North Northeastern State. As I said, I have no complaints about the pass game, no complaints about the pass blocking. Uh, Dawson had it all day back there as he should playing a team of Lincoln's Lincoln's caliber. Moen Luck on the on the offense again was just the run blocking. Thought the play calls again for a third straight week were good. I don't have outside of the fullback dive on the fourth down, I don't have any complaints uh in, in terms of the terms of the pipe. For the the the, the uh, play calling, uh, and then if we looking here in the special teams unit, I they honestly might have played it was in terms of the offense, defense, special teams, probably the most complete game. Okay, out of the three units, you got to give offensive coordinator, receivers, coach, special teams coach James Curley there a ton of credit. Okay, because I from my seat at the fifty. Every kickoff, I was watching that man. That man was coaching every single kickoff. Okay, I gotta give credit because when we did the rare times that we did punt, Grayson Miller, he had a punt down to the one yard line. It's fantastic right there. You gotta give a shout out there to Grayson. Then on a kickoff, right, he forced two muffs, so he a one. Um, he kicked it. It was like a it, it was like a pooch kick. Okay, he kicked it to an up man that was a linebacker. He muffed the kick. Lincoln would uh, would uh, recover it, but he got enough hang time to allow the coverage team to get down there to quickly attempt to make to make a play on the on on the ball. He had another kickoff where he put it in no man's land. And the returner overshot it. It went over his head. Lincoln was still able to recover it, but it was at their own two or three yard line. Fantastic game by Grace Miller, the, the uh, true freshman there. Okay, then we're looking on the on the uh, on the coverage unit, right? Will Mason had a massive hit. Cam Manahan had a had a massive hit. Uh, Lincoln did not break any returns. I feel like. It's been a problem this season. I feel like in, in in almost every game, somebody has broken a return to at least the thirty-five or forty. Okay, we did a fantastic job there. Uh, we looking at the kick execution for us. 
I felt like on the field goal, blocking was there. The snap was clean. The hole was clean. Same for the extra points. All right. Then on the kick block unit there, on the opening field goal, they almost blocked that. And then we did block their field goal attempt before the half. It was a jailbreak. Kobe Stevens was able to get, get the block. Got to shout out Kobe as well, by far the best game of the season. Um, then on the punt, on the, on the on punt coverage, we tipped one of their punts, nearly blocked a few, a few more. And then on the punt return, Tariq Logan had his best return of the season. Also did a way better job of yelling, yelling Peter. So we didn't try to run up there and field punts for no apparent reason. I, I get just a fantastic job by that special teams unit. I'm telling you right now, I think that the uh, punt, the, the punt coverage unit really helped get some short fields too because Lincoln's punt, he did, not have a, he did not have a good game at all. I think his best punt came in the third or fourth quarter. But the majority of that first half, UCL was starting really in Lincoln territory because of a combination of the wind and hit, rushing to get the punt off before it was blocked and punting it in front of several defenders, okay? So I do want to give Coach Curley credit. That's the best special teams game, if I'm being honest. I've seen out of a UCO team since 2018 Wasburn when they beat them 34 to nothing and put on a special teams clinic. Yeah, that's what I saw out there uh, yesterday. So I have to give everybody on that unit there credit. Okay, that, that was a very crisp, clean opera, 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 operation. There's been a problem, as, as, as we know. Okay, so that's a very promising sign. Um, so I do want to want to point that out there. So I got yeah, shout out to, to Coach Coach Curley. But again, in terms of fifty nine to seventeen win. Not as satisfied as I was hoping to walk away with it. Again, there's a lot of good, but there's still some glaring issues that at this point I don't know if it's if it's getting fixed. And it's truly unfortunate because uh when we talked to Peyton, right, he still mentioned that there's still a lot to play for. Like if UCO wins out, they still get to a ball, right? Worst case, if we go three and one in the next stretch against Northeastern State, Fort Hayes, Washburn. And Pitt State, we still finished with back-to-back -back winning records for the first time since 2017-2018. So, like, there's still a lot to play for here, right? Like that, I think that I think that's maybe what is kind of most disheartening. Maybe I don't know. Like, I'm glad that there's still uh, uh, things to play for here for the team, given how the season has has gone, right? Uh, but like. If we want to achieve that, we still have to fix glaring issues. And again, like, can we fix it is my question at this point. Seven games in, can we fix it? And I, I, I hope we can. I, tru I truly do. Because, again, I feel like the, there's the, the, the talent is there. The majority of spots, like, we've... Severely underachieved this year, if we're being 100% honest, right? Like, we, we're way better than the three and four football team, but we can't win on the road. We can't play four quarters. Like, we, we continue to have coverage busts. We continue to not set the edge defensively. Well, this is how we ended up at three and four, and, and it's truly unfortunate. Now, 
the the the, the lucky part, right, is uh the the team there's a lot of juniors returning, so we can run it back next year and hope that we get that fixed. But I, I, I mean, I, I know, I'm hoping for the best. I truly, I would have nothing more for them to run the table. We upset Pitt, get back to a to a a, a, a bowl. Well, love nothing more than that. Worst case, I would love nothing more than for us to at least finish six and five again. Back-to-back winning seasons, right? Send out guys, Peyton, Marlowe, Lane, uh, Zion, uh, uh, Calvin, Mike, Mike Pope, right? Send those guys out winners, Steph as well. Send those guys out winners. I would love nothing more than that. I, I, I truly, I truly hope that's the case. That because I don't want to see us take a step back record-wise. Because because we we're better than that, all right. So again, um, Peyton seems to have a good mindset. Uh, I I know Steph and Lane always have a good mindset. Right. I just I really hope I'm not as concerned for next week as I am about Fort Hayes. And if either if we continue, it'll be game two under the four man front. You can't say the guy's not going to be up for it because it's the battle for the, for the President's Cup. That's a big game every year. I'm telling you right now, Northeastern State wins the game. That makes their season, okay? So, like, we know guys are going to be ready to play in that game, all right? So we can't use that as an excuse. So if we if I come on here this time next week and I'm harping on the same issues, yeah, what, I mean, where do we go from there, right? So I'm just hoping, hoping we see improved run defense both in and out. Right, uh, hopefully we can run the ball like we had been previously. Uh, hopefully there's not as many covers bust. Okay, I, I, I just, I just, I really hope that. Okay, last time we played ASU up there in Tahlequah, we won forty nine and nine. Was not impressed at all. I'm gonna be honest with you there. Um, and we played at, I'm saying, 75% effort in that football game, I feel like. Just how bad Northeastern North State is. Uh, I know Buck High had a pick six in that game. That, that was the game where Kobe Stevens really uh, stuck out to me there. They put him on Mark Whelan, one of the better receivers in the, in the, in the conference at that time. Kobe got cooked on the touchdown drive but before the half. In the second half, they still put him on Mark Whelan, and they only allowed, I think, one one or two catches right there. They really showed me a lot. Um, I still contest Kobe might be better suited at corner. I, I will contest I will contest that until shown shown otherwise. Um yeah, so I'm hoping we see a similar outing against on Eastern State like we saw last year. Which again, which is what I was hoping to see out there Saturday. That same level of execution, um, that 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 same level of uh, preparation, and we saw it offensively um, for the for the most part. I, I just it just was just hard that defensively we still having the same the same woes. We're gonna go ahead and get into the recap here. Uh, Lincoln. Well, first we preface this by saying. Steph was out, Johnny Wilson was out, and um, 
Noah West was also uh, I noticed Hector Becerra was also in street clothes as well. Um, I don't know about I don't I don't know about about Noah. I, I don't know if it's just like he's dinged up somewhat and we don't need him these you know in that in that game. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see if he plays next week or not. Um, well, like I said, Lincoln would win the toss, chose to take the ball, and like I said before, had a 16-play, 78-yard, nine-minute drive, end in a field goal, made it a 3 nothing at the 5.55 mark again to be losing to Lincoln at any point if you're UCO. It's just... If we're gonna be honest, it's just disgraceful. Like you still should never be down on a football game to Lincoln at at any point in time. At any point in time, should that ever be a thing? Um, however, the usual offense would indeed respond uh, because Lincoln tried a squib kick. Only got uh, only got to the UCO forty four. They had to re kick because they because uh, of offsides on the kickoff. So. Um, which was some kind of confusing about that. So they, I think they had originally told um, Coach Doyle that it was like a five-yard penalty, which didn't make any <laughs> didn't make any sense to any of us. Uh, and so they finally got it hashed out, and they re-kicked, and we got way better field, field position out of that. Um, aided by Dominic Dunn catch and a Trayvon Wolford run would lead to Terrell Davis's touchdown. And then a 7-3 game at the 4.06 mark. A UCL defense would get their first stop of the game uh, on an overthrown pass on Amante. I did see Amante tap his chest like he knew that that was his fault. But again, the man the man was wide open. We can't. Again, I don't know if zone's the right defense or we just go back to the press, man. I, 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 we got we to, gotta, because again, we can't be having that. We just, we just can't be having that. Uh, the pump would land at the UCO 36. UCO once again capitalized on the short field, uh, set up by a big Gunner Control screen pass and a Delso catch. Led a Darius Melton touchdown at the 101 mark, beginning at 14 to 3. And then on the ensuing kickoff is when uh, the kick went over the returner's head. And Lincoln recovered it at their own four to end the first quarter. Uh, in the second quarter, UCO would get this stop and tip the punt. Uh, the punt would land at the UCO 40. Once again, UCO was able to score on the short field after a Christian Romero and Trayvon run, runs led the Oscars touchdown at 21-3 at the 10.55 mark. I will say... I will say the jet sweep and receiver run to the outside this year has had like a hundred percent success rate. Last year it had like a five percent success rate. So I do have to give credit where credit is due on that. Also, I have to give credit where credit is due on us scoring on almost every short field. That wasn't a thing last year. I know I keep saying that, but like that's a sign of consistent improvement that we're seeing week in and week out. Um, where we at here? Yes. Okay. So then this, this this was the kickoff where the up man muffed it. UCO would pin Lincoln at their own sixteen. Marlowe would have a TFL, and then um, 
Again, we got Lucky Lincoln had a drop on another bust. The pump would land at the 50. Uh, this is a drop where it ended with a 40-yard field goal um, after the Dominic Dunn hold wiped out a Tariq Logan run to the one-yard line. We need a 24-3 game at the 7.55 mark. Uh, then the UCL defense would hold out an eligible man downfield. Pump would land at the UCO 41. This would be the drive where UCO would stop on fourth and one. Um, it is, it just, it's just, it's just tragic there. It's, it's just truly really tragic how that happened. Uh, then Lincoln would have their second sustained drive of the game. Again, shouldn't be a thing. Uh, they would get in French field goal range. Again, this team was three of seven on field goals. Entering the game, I think it was like a 40-something yarder they were trying. It's the one where Kobe blocked the field goal to end the half. You um able to get the ball back with 53 seconds. Um, they would take advantage of it. However, Delso had a big catch and run. Oscar had a nice sideline catch, and then on the following play, Madison found the end zone for the first time this season. And at 31 to 3, heading into the half. Uh, to start to start the third, Lincoln would send the opening kickoff out of bounds. UCO would waste no time scoring. Uh, aided by a Christian Romero tightrope catch, catch and run that led to Jalen Cottrell's touchdown run, his first of the season. So out there to Jalen Cottrell. We did 38 to 3 at the 11 14 mark. Ever Lincoln would uh would well respond here. It just I will say this wasn't on the starting corners. They put Kaishan back in there. We know the season Kaishan's had it's just been terrible. We just got we got call it what it is. We cancer it. It's been terrible. He got cooked. We just got call it what it is. He got cooked on a deep pass. Um and then they got, I don't know if Lamonte got beat or not. It was one of those things where there was just a bust in the zone again. I just know he was one of the nearest people, but because they're playing zone, odds are there was a bust somewhere. Um, they scored it. They, they, they scored the touchdown. Uh, uh, we had 38 to 10 at the 908 mark. Again, on a five place, 75 yard drive. It, it just. It's just, it's just, it's just bad. It's just, it's just, it's just bad. However, UCO would respond with a touchdown, ending in a Jalen Cottrell catch. We had a forty-five to ten at the six forty-two mark. Uh, the D would get this stop after Calvin Hutchings forced uh, a, a a grounding call. The punt would go to the UCO twenty-seven. That might have been UCO's worst starting position of the game up to that up to that point. Carter Trumbull would come in on that drive, would lead one first down. Then they had the punt, the first punt of the game, with twenty-five seconds to go in the third. However, that is the punt that would land at the Lincoln one to end the third. Start of the fourth, UCO would get the stop. They for uh they force a punt that landed at the Lincoln 41. Carson would lead his first touchdown drive as a quarterback in college. As Peyton Scott found the end zone on an eight-yard run, making the 52 to 10 at the 12-15 mark. 
Then UCL defense would get another stop. Tariq Logan had a nice punt return down to the Lincoln 42. And UCL would score on Will Mason's first career touchdown run. Shout out there to, to Will. And a 59-10 at the 7-18 mark. UCL's D would get a stop. How, 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 however, and I credit Lincoln for this. They went for the fake. We actually had the fake stop, but I give Lincoln credit because somewhere in that scrum of bodies, the up man either gave the ball to somebody in that scrum or somebody in that scrum took the ball from said up man. <laughs> but <laughs> we thought they were going to blow the blow the butter play dead because they weren't going forward. They were just going sideways. And then next thing we know, we just see a white jersey just like, shoot through it and dash down the field for like 15 yards. I wasn't even mad at it because I don't know how you defend that. Like it, it for sure wasn't the same man that took the snap. So I, I, I can't fault the guys for that. I, they had him stop. It's just somewhere along that the ball switched hands. I, I, I credit Lincoln again. I, they, again, this is really similar the 2019 North Asia State. Don't even state that UCO had had two <coughs> sustained drives and then looked bad the rest of the game. And the same with Lincoln, right? They had two sustained drives. Uh, I don't I don't count the, the I guess the third one was a sustained drive, but I guess the starters had two sustained drives and the rest was bad, right? Like it's it's kind of a similar, it's eerily similar, which is crazy. Um, but that's that's basically where they're where they're at. Um, I get credit because they would capitalize on that. Wait, to that back. No, they would not. UCO would get the stop after that. Uh, they put they would they would put Connor Kirby in at the two forty four mark. UCO goes three and out. The punt would land at the UCO forty six. UCO was punting at the shadow of their own end zone. I feel like. Uh, so the best field position of the day for Lincoln, they would capitalize on it in a touchdown pass after uh, Thomas Webb Jr. went for the interception, was not able to get it. I, I don't blame the guy for trying to get the interception. I mean, you got to take those chances, right? I get you had a 49-point lead. Like, man, the Steelers fan, I, I, again, I shout out there to the Steelers fans on the on the team. I don't blame the man for going for the for the for the the, the, the pick. I, I I truly don't. But we, we probably should have just tried to knock the ball down. Um, yeah, and so that would set them up for the touchdown pass that they would have at the one twelve mark. Uh, and then that would be the last of note because after that we just have some Will Mason runs to end the game, and UCO comes up with a fifty nine. To 17 win over Lincoln. If we're looking at the numbers, a UCO 29 first downs, 14 by rushing, 15 by passing. So okay, good balance there. I get the fact we had 213 rushing on 30 carries and 7.1 yards a carry. Only lost five yards. I, I truly get that, but again, it, it was not. If you saw the game, if you saw the game, you know what I'm talking about. It just was not good 
up front with the stars running the ball with Trev. It just should have had more than sixty yards because he he's had less. He's had he's had more yards on less carries than what he had after the day, and it was not Trayvon's fault. Uh, three seventy three passing, five touchdowns. Man, my voice is breaking bad right now. Uh, five eighty six total offense on sixty eight plays. Very good. Uh, only four penalties in the in the game. I, I give us credit there. We didn't have our first penalty until like the second quarter. Okay, so this is much better than it was last week. So I give credit there. Uh, we had two punts for 92 yards, 46 yards of punt, one inside the 21 of 50 or more. Poor Grayson. Grayson had 10 kickoffs <laughs> for 503 yards. A one touchback, 50.3 yards of kickoff. I hope the man's icing his leg today. Uh, then, looking, we were 7 of 11 on third, 6 of 7 in the red zone, 7 of 7. Had two sacks, 8 of 8 on PATs, 1 on 1 on field goals. Looking at Lincoln, they had 17 first downs, 92 yards rushing on 32 carries, 2.9 yards of carry. However, if you take away the sacks, it would have had a buck twenty-two, which again, why we're like a buck twenty-two to Lincoln. Uh, two twenty-seven passing with two touchdowns, three nineteen on sixty-six plays. They had eight punts at thirty-seven point four yards a punt. They just that's just not good. Uh, they had four kickoffs, one hundred eighty-three yards, forty-five point eight yards of kickoff, one touchback. They were one of thirteen on third, so fantastic job there. Two or two on fourth, though, is not what you want to see. Three or three in the red zone with, uh, yeah, three in the red zone, one or two on field goals, two or two on PATs. Looking at the individual numbers, you, uh, Dawson Hurl, 19 of 28, 358, five touchdowns, long of 47, probably all career highs. Carlson Trimble, four of eight, 15 yards, long of nine. Connor Kirby, O of two. Running the ball, Trayvon, 13 carries, 60 yards. Long of 15, 4.6 yards of carry. They did not lose. I will say this. The only person that lost a yard rushing was Connor Kirby on the fumble snap. So, take that as you will. Uh, will Mason, five carries, 59 yards, one touchdown. Long of 19, 11.8 yards of carry. Peyton Scott, five carries, 44 yards, one touchdown, long of 13, 8.8 yards of carry. Piana Cottrell, two for 23, one touchdown, long of 22, 11 and a half yards of carry. Carson Trimble, two for 22, long of 15, 11 yards of carry. Christian Romero, one for 10, 10 yards of carry, long of 10. Then Andrew Carney ran the ball one time for no yards. Receiving Oscar Hammond leading the way, three catches, 80 yards, one touchdown, long of 47. Jacob Delso, three for 72, long of 34. Uh, Jalen Cottrell, three for 46, one touchdown, long of 21. Madison Ridgeway, two for 44, one touchdown, long of 34. Darius Melton, two for 31, one touchdown, long of 20. Dominic Dunn, 2 for 25, long of 16. Terrell, 1 for 24, 1 touchdown, long of 24. Christian Romero, 1 for 21, 
Long of 21, Tariq Logan, 2 for 15. Long of 12, Malachi Gatewood, 1 for 9. Long of 9. Casey Klein, 1 for 6. Long of 6. And then Peyton Hunt, the long snapper, 2 for no yards. Long of 3. He he, he lost, I think, 3 yards on his first catch. also, also the first time we've seen Kevion Williams this year and Danny Armstead. Full disclosure, Danny probably should have had a touchdown. I don't think Carson saw him uh, when he threw the ball to, I think it was, Peyton Hunt on a second catch. Because Danny was breaking wide open deep, I think right as Carson was either throwing the ball or looking to throw the ball. Uh, so what uh, I I did see that. So shout out to Danny. He beat like three defenders. Okay, so uh, I I do want that. No, I will say that's another knock. Uh, yesterday too. Probably Delso probably should have had two or three deep touchdowns. Oh, uh, I don't know if that was the wind. I know one of them. I know the the one the Madison that was for the thirty four yard game should have been a touchdown. I think it got caught up in the wind because he had his man be bad, but he had to stop to make the catch, and he was able to catch up. Um, that again, I thought it's kind of been a problem is hitting the deep shots. Like we come so close, uh, but that would be my one knock in the pass game. Uh, then defensively, uh, Zay Adams led the way, seven tackles, one TFL, one sack. Kobe Stevens, six tackles, one block kick. Connor Johnson, five tackles. Zion Bell, five tackles. Cam Manahan, four tackles. Hunter Largen, four tackles, one TFL. Raekwon Wish, three tackles, one breakup. Grant Lohr, three tackles, one TFL. Jack Puckett, three tackles, one TFL. Uh, Davion Hill, I think that's the true freshman out of Crooked Oak. Three tackles. J.K. Moore, two tackles. Will Mason, two tackles. The West well of the game. Calvin Hutchings, two tackles, one TFL, one sack, one forced fumble. Shout out to my man Calvin Hutchings. Uh, Reed Lindsey, one tackle. Jamoy Ray, one tackle. Tess McDonald, one tackle. Marlo Hughes, one tackle, one TFL. Jalik, one tackle. Cajun Bird, one tackle. Reese Roller, one tackle. Lemuel Gordon, one tackle. Uh, Wesley Hudson, the true freshman. He was a lineman out of DeSoto, Texas, one tackle. Marcus Soule, the Nazarene transfer, one tackle. Um, Zachary Stillwell, one tackle. Also, Wesley Hudson did have a quarterback, Curry. Then on special teams, Grace Miller, two punch. 46 yards of punt, long of 54, one inside the 20, 150 or more yards. In the return game, Tariq, one for 17 on punts and on kickoffs. Uh, uh, Grant uh, Hudson Grant, one for 10. And Landon Thomason, uh, one for three. Then on field, Covello hit his only from 40. On kickoffs, Grayson Miller, 10, like we said before, 5 of 3, 1 touchback. And then Nikki was 8 of 8 on PAT. So turning our attention now to the Northeastern State Riverhawks. Uh, you recall they're coming off the only one of the season so far against Lincoln, 28 to 13. 
which they pitched a second half shutout. I said it's unfortunate for the Riverhawks that um, following them after that was a home date against 6-1 Central Missouri. I think they're number 15 in the country, 17, something like that. So you knew it was about to be bad. And uh, bad it was because they were down into the first quarter, 28 to nothing, down at the half, 56 to 14. And they would end up losing that game 63 to 24. They outscored UCM 10 to 7 in the second half, and UCM probably cleared the bench. Um, looking at the numbers from that game, NSU had 11 first downs, two of which by penalties, only nine earned first downs. 98 yards rushing at 3.6 yards you carry. They did only lose three yards, though, on 27 carries, so I give them I give them credit there. A buck 95 passing, two touchdowns to one pick on 13 of 30. 293 on 57 plays. Punted the ball 10 times. Tough. Uh, they were 3 of 15 on third. They were 3 of 3 in the red zone, though. One on one on field goals. Then defensively allowed 38 first downs, 244 rushing at six yards of carry with four touchdowns. So again, I said this last week though, if we can't run the ball against NSU, and by that I mean the starters run the ball against NSU better than we did last week, we got some problems. Uh, 394 passing with five touchdowns to one pick. 638 on 92 plays. Listen, you have to give Houston credit here because with the, with the clock changes, right, it shortens game. These guys constantly running like 90 plays a game. I, I, I'm, that's very impressive. That's very impressive stuff right there. I only punted the ball three times, had 10 kickoffs. 8 of 14 on third, 2 of 2 on fourth, 5 of 6 in the red zone. Um, 99 on PATs, 01 on field goals. Uh, if we're looking the season numbers for Northeastern State, offensively averaging 10.8 points a game. I guess it's progress. I don't know what they were at last year. It it, it could be worse. I, I really don't know. Um, running the ball, averaging 99.4 yards a game, only four touchdowns all season. Only scored 76 points all season. Uh, so, again, would like to see run defense. Again, especially in terms of setting, setting the edge, be better. Uh, I'd like to see the middle defense come out the gate strong there. Would just, again, still some kind of confidence there. Uh, passing the ball, a buck 16 and a half a game, six touchdowns to 12 picks. Wow. Uh, then averaging, ain't no way. Are you telling me they only average holy buckets? Are you? Wow. So we thought Lincoln was bad at 231 and a half again. Northeastern State only averaging 216 yards a game. That's worse in 2019. Wow! 
That's bad. Wow. I mean, I mean, wow. Okay, that's that's shocking. Uh, that that's shocking. Uh, again, so defensively, I was again. There's no reason why we 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 can't have success defensively in this in this game. I mean, I I I would say anything more than allowing ten points is is disheartening. But it is it is a rivalry game. They are at home. They might have some more juice to it. So, uh, but still. Like a better outing than what we saw against Lincoln. Um, where are we at here? They have they have fumbled the ball eight times, lost five of them. So they have seventeen turnovers on the season. Uh, they are thirty two point nine percent on third, thirty three percent on fourth. They've only been sacked six times, though. Okay, hey, I did go from Northeastern State. I made the offensive line. The, the pass marking is not bad. I, that's some positives. Only scored 10 touchdowns the whole season. Two or four on field goals. So there might be a chance to force a miss, possibly get a block. They're 11-17 in the red zone. Uh, nine, nine of them being touchdowns. There are 10 of 10 on PATs. Defensively, uh, allowed 285 points a game. So, uh, 285 points per game. 285 points this season at 40.7 yards a game. Allowing 157.9 yards rushing, 4.1 yards a carry with 16 touchdowns. Again, we'd like to see the run game from the starters. Get that, please. Um, passing, they're allowing 264.7, 21 touchdowns to four picks, allowing 422.6 yards a game. So offensively, you should be able to score again, like I said this last time. I need to see minimum 50 on the board, minimum. Uh they are allowing 55% on third, 60% on fourth, have four sacks on the season, have allowed 40 touchdowns. Now, I will say they have forced opponents to two or five on field goals. Now, I don't know how many of them. I know one came against Lincoln. So, uh, and they, they, have, they have blocked several kicks in the J.J. Eckert era, so... Maybe that's why Coach Crowley was paying much closer attention. Uh, Again, we can get the same special teams execution that we got yesterday. We should be fine, but just make a note of that. Uh, They're they're allowing 30 of 34 in the red zone, with 28 of them being touchdowns, 39 of 40 on PATs. Looking at their quarter-by-quarter breakdown, being outscored in the first 80-14, to 14, outscored in the second 100-21. to 21. <laughs> Oh, I mean, this... Oh, you just... It's tough out there, man. It's tough. Uh, 49, they being outscored 49-14 in the third. 
outscored 56 to 27 in the fourth. Looking at the schedule, they lost to Fort Hayes 56 to nothing in the opener. Lost to Kearney 31 to 17. Tells you how bad Kearney is this year. Uh, lost to Emporia 38 to nothing. Lost to Missouri Southern 42 to nothing. Lost to Pitt State 42 to 7. Probably should have been 42 to nothing. Remember, they scored a touchdown with five seconds to go in the game. Then beat Lincoln last week 28 to 13 before losing yesterday at Central Missouri 63 to 24. So they, they kind of have a little bit of an offensive explosion in the past two weeks. Um, but again, we know only, what, 40, 42 of those came against starters and 20 of those came against Lincoln. So looking at the individual numbers, the leading rusher is Blake May. Blake May is a... Blake May is a 5'11", 210 Southern Arkansas transfer. He's got uh, 89 carries for 293, one touchdown, longer 19. Then they have Jordan Guidry, who is a 5'9", 195 Trinity Valley Community College transfer. He's got 29 carries, 165 yards, 5.7 yards carry, two touchdowns, long of 32. Now, he has not lost a single yard, okay? So, do that as you will. I mean, he's averaging almost six yards of carry. So, could be somebody. I mean, these are, there are two kind of bigger backs. So, again, though, but I said this again, Missouri Southern run game didn't scare you. Lincoln's run game didn't scare you, and they still have success. So just just keep that in mind. We we, we know we know we 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 know we know where we're at. Um passing the ball wise, they've used four quarterbacks this year. Um but their starter, I believe yeah, their starter, I think, is Ben Ward, who is a six foot two fifteen junior from Pryor. He has 46.6% completion percentage, four touchdowns to seven picks, 474, long of 68, only averaging 67.7 yards a game. Boy, that's that's bad. Then you have Grant Ellerick, who I feel like was their starter last year. I could be wrong. Um, six foot one ninety-five junior out of Stroud. 47% completion percentage, 216, 1 to 3 ratio, long of 31, 36 yards a game. Then the only other QB of note is Sawyer Jones. Sawyer Jones is 622. Oh, the UCO transfer. I forgot about that. He was a walk on last year for us. Uh, 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 out of Wagner. I forgot he went there. Uh, he is. 43% completion percentage, 83 yards, no touchdowns to two picks. So uh again, it just it's just not it, it I mean they average 10 points a game for a reason. Our leading receiver is Will Bergner. Will Bergner, uh six foot one eighty sophomore out of Marlowe. 
18 catches, 213, two touchdowns, one of 39, 30.4 yards a game. Uh, then you have Devin Blaney. I think that's how you say his name, Devin Blaney, uh, who is a 5'9", 175 sophomore out of Lee Summit, Missouri. He's got 12 catches, 101 yards, long of 40, 14.4 yards a game. Then the only other receiver over 100 yards is Avery Payne. Uh, Avery Payne, 6'4", 195 freshman out of Marlowe. Okay, so we got a bigger, a bigger receiver here. Uh, we, we we see how we defend that, and again, we get a pass, which should make it fairly easy. Uh, he's got nine catches, 100 yards, longer 19, 14.2 yards a game. Uh, then the only other receiver they've got, uh, they've got Drew Ellering has a touchdown catch. Dean Odom has a touchdown catch. Oh, the quarterback, Ben Ward, has a touchdown catch, okay. Uh, and then they have my name named Tag Campbell. Okay. He's a running back out of Metro Christian. He also has a touchdown. What a great name. Also has a touchdown. So, again, offensively, they do not scare you. I will say, though, the fact they only allowed six sacks is kind of impressive. Um... Yeah, they're averaging with 15.4 yards a kick return. Well, I'll tell you that. They're averaging 16.7 yards a kick return. They've returned nine punts all season for 72 yards. Right? It's just again, they do not they do not wow you. Um, so it should should be a simple win. Looking defensively here, they are led by. Is that? Macarius? Macarius Brown. I, and the names this year have been fantastic, by the way. I just want to point, point that out there. Uh, Macarius Brown, 6'1", 225, Northwestern State transfer. 50 tackles, one TFL, one breakup. Then you've got Dalton Crumbly. Uh, Dalton Crumbly is a 6'2", linebacker, Henderson State transfer, 45 tackles, two TFLs, a half sack. But the sack leader is Blake Corn. I think he's from Tahlequah. Uh, yes, he is. 6'2", 250. I think he's a defensive end as a junior out of Tahlequah. Um, he's got... Seven tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, one uh, one breakup, two hurries, one kick block. Uh, okay, so I know Blake Corn had a was it a roughing? Or was it a it was a personal foul last year, and it was down by like fifty. Um, so, but okay, keep a, keep an eye out on him. And then they've got three people with interceptions. They've got like Jordan Alford. Who is a? Oh man, did I get the wrong? Oh, wrong number. Uh, who is a six foot one eighty senior Swasu transfer? Okay, he's got sixteen tackles, one interception, three breakups. Then you've got 
LeKedrick Holmes. All the names is fire, bro. Uh, he is a 5'11", 190 junior Arkansas Baptist transfer. Good grief. Well, dang it, it's you. You just bring in a whole new team and it's still only got one win. We got we to consider what are we bringing in here. Um, 14 tackles, one uh, interception leads the team with four breakups. Then the only other pick is Malcolm Murphy, who is... Uh, 5'11", 200 sophomore out of Franklin. He's got five tackles, one pick, two deflections. Again, again, the team just does not scare you. They forced two fumbles on the season. One by Johnny Jean, who is a 6'1", 205 senior defensive back, Ellsworth Community College transfer. Uh... He's got 31 tackles, two TFLs. Okay, he also has a pick. Four deflections. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at the wrong guy. But regardless, though, Chris Jean could, I mean, Johnny Jean could could be a dude. I'm going to say Chris Lee has the force fumble. The stats is just tough to read sometimes on a computer screen. Uh, He is a... 6'1", 280 defensive tackle out of George Ranch High School in Texas. He has 29 tackles, 6 TFLs, a half sack. Appears to be their best D lineman outside of Blake Corn. I know they do have another D lineman here. Dylan Seabock, 6'3", 250 red freshman out of Midwest City. He has four TFLs along with 13 tackles. Uh, then their other fourth fumble is by Jarvion Williams. Jarvion Williams, 6'3", 230, junior out of Ennis, Texas. He's got 21 tackles, a half TFL, and a fourth fumble. So again, I just... Are the numbers possibly skewed because they on the field a lot, similar to Lincoln? Yeah, it probably is. Uh, we should still have no problem scoring points, moving the ball offensively. Um, I would suspect we should have another great game passing. Uh, I hope the offensive line, we should have another great game pass blocking. Dawson's have again another strong day. We'd love that we could get the run game going with the starting line in there. Um, get Trayvon to at least 100. I find that should be a minimum. Should have been a minimum last week. Should be a minimum this week. Get it to 100. Um, defensively, like I said before, we sure up those busts and covers. I would like to see a clean game bust free. We almost had that against Northwest. When they go instead, they got the touchdown on third and 15. Right? I would like to see a clean game there. I would like to see, again, the run defense be good for four quarters. Um, not allow teams to get to the edge, right? Uh, I'd like to see the, the pass rush continue again. I don't know if we'll have Noah back. If we have Noah back, that should also help. But again, I hope to see more of Marcus Soule. hope to see more of uh, Wesley Hudson and Calvin Hutchings because they look really good when they got, when they got out there. I'm telling you right now. You've got to consider all options there, okay? Because, again, we know we've gotten a few weeks. We got we have Fort Hayes. 
Um, so that's what I would like to see there. I'd like to see another fantastic game on the special teams unit. Um, but again, I'm hoping we get the win. Yushu has not lost to Northeastern State. Where is it here? Since 2013. We have eight straight wins. We need to make it nine. We need to send those seniors out right. Uh, keeping the President's Cup and admin for a ninth straight year would just be lovely. Uh, so looking at the uh, scores from around the conference this past week, uh, Northwest beat Missouri Western 27-23. That's a good win for Northwest right there. Emporia beat Washburn 38-23. Fort Hayes beat Kearney 31-17. Uh, Pitt State only beat Missouri Southern by 10. Like I figured Missouri Southern was in that football game and just did not have enough horsepower. And then Central Missouri beating uh, Northeastern State, as we had said. Looking at the game Saturday, you've got Missouri Western at Kearney, 2, 12 p.m. kickoff. Uh, Fort Hayes, Wasburn, 1 p.m. kickoff. I know that's going to be bad. Oh, Emporia, Central Missouri, 1.30 p.m. kickoff. I guarantee Emporia will get ran on in that, in that football game. Uh, Missouri Southern Lincoln, 2 p.m. kickoff. Missouri Southern should win that game handily. Pitch State and Northwest, 2 p.m. kickoff. There's Northwest playing at home. Emporia did beat the best of them at home. That was early in the season. Uh, Pitch State wins that game. It might be closer than we're thinking. And then at 6 p.m., we've got uh, UCO and Northeastern State. Okay, I remember, I remember that. 6 p.m., okay. Got to remember that. I got to gotta, gotta remember that because I'm used to 2 p.m. kickoff. So 6 p.m. for uh, Battle for the President's Cup. Uh, so. And then looking at the standings, we've got, again, because Lincoln does not count in terms of conference standings. You've got Pitt, 7-0, Central Missouri, 6-1, Emporia, 4-2, Fort Hayes, 4-2, Missouri Western, 4-2, Northwest Missouri, 3-3, Missouri Southern, 3-4, UCO, 2-4, Kearney, 2-5. Wow. That's tough for Kearney, man. That's that's tough. Northeastern State, 0-6, Wasburn. (laughs) Excuse me, 0-6. Uh, before we get out of here, though, I want to get the volleyball team got a win last night. Shot there, the head coach Edgar Mericu. Volleyball team doing fantastic work. I think soccer tied was it Missouri Western at zero. Um, and then is it tennis? I think tennis is humming, is humming, humming along well too. Uh, so um, shout out there to those teams. I know basketball media day was Tuesday. So uh, looking forward to seeing what both the men and women's team do. Hope to catch a few games there. There this season, I know Landon is going to hopefully try to make a few there uh, as well. So looking forward to seeing what those teams do. And then uh, in other notes here, uh, former UCL defensive back Trayvon Corey, if you recall, is playing in Japan. I think he's among the tackle leaders up there. I think it's called the Super X League. So shout out there to Trayvon Craig. I think his team won again the other day. So always good to see former shows doing great work. 
but again, hoping to see a better game uh, against North Eastern State than we saw yesterday. Again, I know it's I know it was a fifty nine to seventeen win, and again there was a lot of good, but like I j- it wasn't. I didn't walk away feeling as good as I was hoping I would be feeling. Uh, so hopefully. We walk away feeling much better after North, North Northeastern State. We keep the cup in Edmond for a non-straight year. Um, again, oh, if I forget, too, there is no vlog. I said there'd be a vlog. I'm not going to lie to you. almost forgot I was going to, to do the vlog, and it didn't like how that came out. So we'll try that again at a later date, uh, date and time, but there is indeed no vlog. So you will see... Um, the the interview video over on the channel tonight at six. The highlights Monday at six on the channel. It's like an eighteen minute video, so grab some popcorn for that. And then uh, the player of the week will be up on Tuesday as well. Um, maybe might stream Wednesday, possibly. I do not know yet. Stay tuned for that. If I do decide to stream. I know it's been a minute. Um, I'll pick a tweet, X tweet on that. Put that, put it out there. Oh, finally, before I forget, it was nice meeting uh, the Hammond family. I was able to meet them after I talked to Oscar. They're very nice people. I appreciate the uh, support. Again, if you always see me down there post-game, feel free to stop and talk. Always enjoy talking to um, fans and supporters. So, without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to the post game from Oscar Hammond, Jack Puckett, uh, Cam Manahan, Carson Trimble, and Peyton Scott. So, until next time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. All right. I'm from University of Oklahoma, tied in Oscar Hammond following UCL's 59-17 win over Lincoln. Oscar, you had a really good good game out there, some big catches. What was working for you today? Man, just coming out here playing hard and doing what we do best, you know, just sticking to the script, following our fundamentals that we've been working on throughout the week and just doing our thing. Um, you know, you had a really good sophomore season. But people have a sophomore slump. You seem to have built on last season. How are you able to avoid that slump, continue to improve, it seems, week in and week out? Man, just keep doing our thing, you know, just practicing it out and keep working on what we do. Offense is rolling, defense is rolling. Let's just keep the same going throughout the season. You know? And you know, you played with Steph this year, you played with Dawson this year. I know each quarterback is different. So how are you able to build the chemistry with both those two to have success no matter who's back there? Man, it really doesn't matter. We work it all in practice. We've been doing it like day, day for day, every day. Just works out how it is. Um, and next week is the battle for, for President's Cup. You all haven't lost it since 2013, I don't think. What do you all have to do to make sure the cup stays in Edmond? Man, you know, we just got to come out here and play hard, do our things right. Everyone like does the right thing on offense and defense and just come out here and win. Just that's it. Play hard and win. Let's go. That's it. Well, thank you, Oscar. I'm wishing you the best of luck next week against North Northeastern State. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm joined by University of Oklahoma cornerback Cam Manahan after you showed 59 17 win over Lincoln. Cam, uh, you had a really big hit on a kickoff there. You had some big hits this season. How are you able to play so physical? I'm going to be honest. I just tell myself, can't nobody mess with me, so I just go out there and play 100% every time. But then, if I run my feet and hit them hard, what else, what, what's the worst that can happen? You feel me? <laughs> I, I, I don't. 
plan on getting trucks, so I'm gonna win most of the time. <laughs> Now, I know you started slow in terms of reps on defense. It's boosted up throughout the week. How do you feel like you've done with the increased reps that you're seeing? Well, I think I've done really good, actually. I've been working a lot in practice. Like, I had to work my, actually, work my way to starting fight at some point. But it's fine. Something happened. So, but I'm just going to keep working. That's all I can do. Just going to keep working. Stay around that. Hopefully, fight for a starting spot next week, though. That's true sophomore. Um, and officially today, the second day, it did an overall good job. You held them, I think, under 250 passing. Um, what do you all have to keep improving on as a secondary as the season goes goes on? Definitely playing hard when we're tired. Playing hard when we're tired. If it's a dog fight, if we get punched, we got to punch back because we've been having a problem with not punching back, really. So, yeah, really just punching back, just keeping that dog in us the whole four quarters. Um, and, and finally, you came in here to much fanfare. Obviously, we know you three-star. You had to visit one office, come here. There's a lot, there was a lot of expectations around you. How have you kind of been able to handle, manage that, and show on the field why you were so highly hyped and highly, highly, highly regarded? That's all I can do. <laughs> That's all I know. It's football. Go out there and show. Perform. That's what I'm going to do every time. Well, then, oh, well, thank you, Cam. I appreciate wishing you the best of luck next week against uh, Northeastern State. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm jumping in with Central Oklahoma quarterback Carson Trimble final, final following UCLA's 59-17 win over Lincoln. Carson, this was your first action in college. How do you? But well, well, first, what were the emotions? What were the nerves like? And how do you feel like you you, you did? Uh, so obviously nervous. Uh, been anxious to get in that spot for a little bit. Uh, so just going into it to take a big breath, you know, make sure I got the snap, and uh, just went on from there. Yeah. And you, you were able to lead multiple scoring drives. How good does that feel for you, knowing that all that preparation, that practice, it pays off you leading your team to multiple scoring drives? It was great. I was, I was so happy for our young guys because, you know, we've been practicing really, really hard, uh, coming in every day and working, and it was just good to see the entire young team get to have success. Um, and you obviously you have two really good QBs ahead of you, Steph and, and Dawson. What, what is it like learning from them, uh, practicing with them? How has that helped you so far? Oh, it's been great. I mean, we all get to learn from each other, uh, and we got a really good like family bond. And it's just a fun environment to be in. Um, and, and what do you feel like you maybe need to improve on moving forward? You might get a few more chances this year next week um, against Washburn, possibly. So if the opportunity does come, what do you feel like you have to improve on to have a better outing? Oh, just keep getting comfortable. Get more reps and keep being comfortable when I'm out there. So, well, Carson, I appreciate it again. Congratulations for first college college game. It, it was it was a good one. So, look forward to seeing more of you. Um, and good luck next week against Northeastern State. I'm joined by University of Oklahoma senior running back and proud Pittsburgh Steelers fan Peyton Scott following UCO's 59 to 17 win. Peyton, first off, uh, I know it's been kind of a tough stretch there. You all were able to get a, a, a pretty good win out there. Uh, what does this win mean to you all heading into Northeastern State next week? Uh, the biggest thing is momentum. You know, going into the cup, the cup is a big thing for us. Being able to keep it for you know, my whole year, years here is an important thing. And just coming on the uh, back end of this with some mo uh, momentum going into four days, the back end of our stretch is really going to be important for this team. Uh, and you mentioned that you've never lost a cup. Now, I know there's not many of you guys left, like you, um, Marlo, yep. Lane, yep. Um, Dylan, right? So, like, how, how are you all hammering home the importance of this game to the guys that might not know what this game means? I mean, it's our bedlam. You know, we try to tell people, you know, the big house of my, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, the Miami's, Florida State. This is our game. 
you know, and this is important for the state of Oklahoma to prove that we are the Division Two of Oklahoma, and you know, we like to prove that every year. Uh, and now you found Pater today, obviously yeah. happy for you there. In the box. Are you in the box? You're in the, yes. <laughs> you're in the box, bro. What does what does finally getting into the end zone in your last season mean to you? Uh, you know, it's 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 a great. Uh, accomplishment a great a blessing you know the offensive line did their job i didn't do anything you know hey i just got in i uh followed my blockers i love uh getting in the end zone because it really shows the team effort that we do and the hard work that we put in during the the week and those twos that we uh, scored with you know those guys have been working hard so much this year and it's great to see them you know their uh, uh hard work pay off and their confidence build for um, now, you scored a touchdown, but you left the man hanging there. Bro. He was going by. I was like, Peyton, how do you leave the man I, hanging? I know it's jump celebrations. Jump celebrations are, you know, uh, as the older I get, we handshaking. <laughs> not jumping in the set. Not jumping. <laughs> we handshaking, man. I like to keep it on the ground now. Are you gonna <laughs> God, you gotta make an exception, dude. Come on, I'm gonna that. say Barry Sanders, shake the hand, throw it to the ground. <laughs> like that. All that stuff. Um, so, and, I, and I saw you showing some moves there. We had a spin. You, yeah. kept, you kept, you kept, you kept going. I mean, knowing that that this is it for you, like, it, does do these carries mean more? Is it more weight to you? Are you putting more into it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think every time I've tried to touch the ball in the last six years here, you know, I've wanted to make a play. So I don't kind of, I don't approach it with anything else. Like just trying to be a playmaker. You know. Yes, this is my last season, but you know, every time I'm on the field blocking, running, I really just embrace it just because I know there isn't much left after this. Um, now, you all have a very critical strike for games, right? You've got Northeastern State, you got a big road game against Fort Hayes, then you had your final home game here against Washburn before Pitt State. What do you, uh, as as a, maybe as a leader, what do we need, do you need to see from your fellow leaders, from your team, in order for you all to end the season better than it's gone so far? Consistency. You know, consistency from us as leaders, consistency from the rest of the team. Uh, just really coming in every day trying to stack days. You know, keeping each other accountable, keeping the energy up. You know, that's something that we're going to uh, try to go in this last stretch with, just ending with a bang. You know, this season isn't a loss. You know, we can finish with, you know, a better record than last year. We can upset, you know, a team that's going to be looking for an MIAA championship in Pitt State. You know, we have a lot to be playing for at the end of the uh, the year. And that's one thing that we're, as leaders, we're going to be hammering the guys. It's like, this isn't a, a wrapped up season. There's a lot of things that we, you know, we put on our vision board, we're going to be able to still accomplish. Um, And finally, now, you're a Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Yes, I'm sure you saw that Ravens game. Uh, how are you feeling about the Steelers right now? Oh, man, you're going to ask me that. Like uh, fire Matt Canada. <laughs> give, uh, give Austin uh, some run more. Hey, trade Najee Harris. <laughs> I'm a Jalen Warren guy. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Trade nah, Najee. but for real, though, hey, Steelers at the top of the North, what's better than that? Man? I know. It feels like 2008 again. That defense is going great. Joey Porter Jr. coming out to start. Hey, I'm just going to say we're going to surprise a lot of people if Kenny Pickett plays better. Well, and I, man, I'm glad you said that. Do you feel like Kenny's the quarterback? No. I feel like it's split between the fan base. Some say it's Matt Canada's problem, but the offense is bad. It's the scheme. After he took that hurt, uh, hit from uh, Earl Thomas, like, he ain't been the same. Like, he, he just hasn't been the same. So, I mean, it? I think... Uh, 
I think it's probably a little bit of both. You, know, mm-hmm. you can't really push it down the field as great as, you know, right. burger, of course, or even the guys in that Canada system at LSU or Maryland. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit of just not fitting well in the system personally. And that's the same thing with Najee Harris. I just don't think this is the system. Right. You know, he's a guy you probably need to fullback back in front of him. He's not a single back guy. Mm-hmm. That's why Jalen Warren is so good in our system. Right. You know, he's just a better guy for the system. Well, I, I hope we get that figured out because, yes, like I said sir. before, I mean, I, we can win the division this year. I mean, the way the Bengals are looking right now, Baltimore's looking kind of suspect, right? Like, it's there for the taking. I'm just concerned. We scoring like 17 a game. It's like, hey, DeAndre, hey, Deontay Johnson comes back. That's true. Comes That's back. true. I and just we get some Hayward in the back end of the year after surgery. Oh, for God, yeah, hey. I forgot about that. See, I hope we stay healthy. We get hurt every year, though. That's the. Hey, if TJ Watt stay healthy, we're going to be fine. I'll tell you that. That is true. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. All right, Peyton, well, again, I appreciate it, sir. I'm wishing you the best of luck next week against Northeastern State to keep, to keep the cup in Edmond. I think I was told since 2014. So uh, no pressure there. No pressure. no pressure as a senior to make sure that you, that you keep the cup. But uh, again, congratulations on scoring today on the, on the big one. I'm wishing you all the best of luck. Watch the show show. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm jumping in with into Oklahoma linebacker Jack Puckett following UCO's 59-17 win. Uh, Jack, you had a TFL day. You're out, out there flying around. What was working for you all defensively? Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure you know this, but we switched from a 3-3-5 to a 4-3 this week. And this game was really about establishing ourselves in the run game, uh, actually containing it, and just doing our job, doing our 1-1 because we were out there working on that new defense. So, I felt like we did a really good job of doing our jobs and making the adjustments we needed to make. That led to freeing up some linebackers to go make plays, and our D-line had some great pressure there also. Um, and then last week you had a career day, five tackles, two and a half for loss, your first career sack. Uh, what, what does a game like that so early in your UCO career mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. I mean, I sat out last year with my retro freshman year, and it, it, it enabled me to learn a lot. I've got some really good older guys ahead of me that have taught me a whole bunch. Uh, this coaching staff, they're great to work with. I mean, they do a great job of putting us where, to, where we need to be. And throughout fall camp, throughout spring ball, uh, I just started to pick up more and more. And it's, it's, I'm just really thankful to uh, have had the experience with these older guys to put them in their spots around this place. And you mentioned some older guys, there's Zion, there's Marlo, there's Noah. What, what, what do having those mentors, those leaders, how big is that for you? It's huge. In my opinion, it's huge. I mean, they've we, well, I walked into a linebacker room where I felt like the culture was the culture was there as a position group. Noah, Marlo, Zion, those old guys. I mean, they are tough dudes. They've been here a long time. They've endured a lot of stuff, and they know how to play football more than anything. So when I come off the field and I mess up, like I have many times, they're gonna tell me what I messed up on and how I can do better. And they're the ones out there making plays, and that's what I want to do. So they've done an awesome job of just influencing me, coaching me through football, teaching me about um, and you also contributed on special teams too. You made several tackles there. That's kind of an overlooked part of the game. But as someone that sees both, like how are you kind of able to manage maybe your energy playing special teams and defense? Yeah, I mean, we, our coach do, again, the coach do a great job putting me in positions to make those plays. Uh, energy wise, I mean, we have keys to victory every week. For the last two weeks, it's been all gas, no breaks. So there's not much managing energy out there. I try not to loaf, but uh, just kind of hammered down always and they do a great job of putting me where I need to make plays and 
that's typically first and second downs, third and fourth downs. We put some pass rush uh, formations out there. So. Um, and next week is the Battle for President's Cup. That's the big game. It's a rivalry game here. We haven't lost it since 2013, I don't believe. What do you feel like you all as a defense have to improve on heading into that to that game? Well, I'm sure we're going to put the film on and some plenty of mistakes uh, running our new defense. Uh, first things first is going to be fixing those, and then after that, I'm sure we'll drop the game plan for whatever the Riverhawks have going on. Uh, continually containing the rain or containing the run. Uh, explosive plays are what's going to kill us as defense. If we contain those, I have a lot of confidence in whatever team we play. Um, and finally, you were the Show Show Podcast Network Player of the Week last week. I don't know if you saw the traction that got on Twitter. Uh, I was blown away, uh, putting people there, offering kind words to you, encouragement. What does it mean to know you have that kind of support system behind you? It means a lot. They're a big part of why I'm still out here playing football, honestly. I grew up in a, in a great community that loves their football team and really, che really cheers us on no matter what we're doing, whether we're still playing college football or if we're just going to college as a student. They do a great job, like you saw, uh, through Twitter, through text messages. They mean a lot. Well, thank you, Jack. I'm wishing you the, be the best of luck next, next week. Congratulations again on today's win. Thank you.